Hey, hello everybody. Welcome back for another video. Hope you're all doing well and that you're all having an amazing day. As always, likes, comments, and subscribes are appreciated. Very big thank you to everyone who is a clicker of affiliate links. Welcome back to another news I missed where I go over. That's right, news I missed. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. Financial giant. Samsung Securities is strengthening its crypto positioning with the proposed launch of a cryptocurrency exchange. Yep, the same exact Samsung that is probably on your TV or some household device. They want to make their own cryptocurrency exchange. Based on reports, it has been gathered that Samsung is presently conducting studies and research into the best strategies to enter the cryptocurrency space. Earlier, it had experienced a failed crypto venture in 2021 when it could not get the needed talent to manage its newly developed crypto trading platform. For those, Samsung, we, we you hear about it once again, maybe as a TV or as something else. People don't realize how like Samsung is huge. Samsung's just not like this random company that you see every once in a while. I think within uh, South Korea, I think they are like one of the top three companies. Like they're worth billions upon billions upon billions. So the fact that they had trouble finding talent is the weirdest thing in the entire world for me. Samsung, see, there we go. Securities is among the seven South Korean brokerage firms that sent out applications for preliminary approval. The application is a preliminary approval requesting authorization to establish a crypto exchange. Mirai Asset Securities is another one of those firms which submitted, and I don't know why they needed to, I don't care about Mirai, we're talking about Samsung. So uh, this may sound familiar, it's not. The news that we had a couple of days ago was that, oh gosh, what are they called? I just lost the name, that is the worst thing in the entire world. Oh, Hyundai. There we go. Hyundai Securities uh, or Hyundai or Hyundai, depending on where you are in the world. Because I saw this news and I was like, securities? And no, for some reason, they all have a security branch. I don't know why electronic companies or car companies need a securities branch, as in, you know, SEC securities kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I think Hyundai is also trying to launch their own cryptocurrency exchange, which is like, you, you know, you know, stop it. Like we don't, not every, not everyone has to have skin in the game, but alas, here we are. So yeah, Samsung is trying to launch their own cryptocurrency exchange. I know that they're big, but maybe I just don't understand the extent of how far that they go or would go or people would want to use their platform. Like, is there a world where, imagine if like, Imagine if Nike was like, hey, guys, not only do we sell shoes and NFTs, but guess what? You can trade Bitcoin here as well. Would you be more likely to trade on Nike exchange as opposed to like Coinbase or Kraken? I don't understand why. Like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure we have more than enough crypto exchanges on the planet. Like Samsung doesn't have to. Anyway, that's the Samsung. Yep. That same exact Samsung uh, securities is trying to launch their own cryptocurrency exchange news. Good luck. I mean, it'll happen eventually. Just a matter of people, if people actually use it. Because a lot of companies launch these things. But, you know, like I said before, we already have multiple major exchanges. All right. Let's move on. Mm, Next up. 
Bitcoin investors have been moving their stashes off of crypto exchanges frantically. As re- why, why did I scream that? As reported by Arcane Research in a recently published tweet, Glassnode has added that Bitcoin balances on exchanges has reached a four-year low. This was super popular news back in 2018, 2019. <clears throat> As a lot of people began to take their crypto off of exchanges, people putting them onto ledgers, people, them, you know, wherever the, the, the idea of self-custody became quite gigantic. Around late 2019, early 2020, the idea was is that Bitcoin's price was going to rise. Why was Bitcoin's price going to rise? Because the amount of Bitcoin on crypto exchanges kept on dropping. The idea being, if there's a whole lot of Bitcoin on the exchanges, you can kind of, you know, wait for the price to drop or wait for the supply to so-and-so so that you're able to get it at a cheaper price. But if people keep taking off tens of thousands of Bitcoin all the time, well, the supply on the crypto exchanges where the vast majority of people are going to get it as people are not mining these things themselves, therefore, the price would logically end up rising. The demand we see through certain metrics continues to rise every single day. We know that there are more people getting into Bitcoin and buying Bitcoin every single day, and therefore, the less on exchanges, the higher the price would be. So now we're currently at this really weird point where uh, the news that we just had a couple of days ago, somewhere, I don't know, whatever, uh, is that Bitcoin's hash rate is continuing to rise, meaning more people are plugging in their computers regardless of where the current price is, which is extremely bullish. And then the idea that even with prices trending sideways and or down, people are still taking their crypto off of exchanges. We've seen historically before in the past, if prices are dropping, new people who get into the market who don't really understand how to invest, they'll start selling their coins uh, because they see prices falling and therefore they think that they have to panic and they sell their coins. And these coins usually subsequently end up getting bought up by companies or hedge funds or other people who understand how cryptocurrencies work. But the main point to be made is that uh, while the prices are currently where they are, Bitcoin is still being rapidly taken off of exchanges. And that, once again, is extremely bullish because when prices do, maybe if eventually in the future, I have to say maybe if in the future, uh, begin to rise, well, guess what? There's far, far less Bitcoin than there even was before. The Arcane Research Team spread spreads the word. What? About negative exchange net flows uh, they have been noticing since the start of the year. The tweet named a likely reason for this, the collapse of large crypto lenders earlier this summer. Celsius, Babel, and Vald. What is a Vald? That is a name. After experiencing issues with liquidity, this is when the biggest withdrawals kicked off compared to those that took place before May. The tweet says that users have been withdrawing Bitcoin from exchanges like never before. Besides, Arcane Research mentioned that issues with lenders have done some serious damage to users and assume that they might be losing trust in crypto. No, they should just be losing trust in these fake DeFi platforms. I, I, I told you all of that before, and I even reiterated that a couple of weeks ago. Stop trusting something simply because it says DeFi. These things are not decentralized because you've seen the last couple of weeks between the SEC, the IMF, and uh, what's the other one? The Federal Reserve and all these other people who keep getting them in trouble. They're giving up 
information about their users and other people who are using their platforms. These things are not decentralized. Like they're not like based on community consensus. There's a group of five men inside of a room who are running these protocols. And when they got a letter from government officials saying, stop what you're doing, guess what? They stopped. That's not, Bitcoin cannot receive a letter that says, stop what you're doing. Bitcoin is not going to stop. The, it, it's, you, you should not be losing trust, especially, listen, hear me out here. I know people don't care for the gigantic crypto exchanges, but I trust them far more than any DeFi platform because they've all been crashing the last year and a half. What are you not getting about these things not being decentralized? It's the weirdest thing in the entire world. That's why I always say, like, make sure you're doing your own research. Like, there's a, you know, there's a reason for that. Watch where you put your money. I don't just say that to be like, watch where you put, no, like, literally watch where you are putting your money. If you, are, if you are afraid of putting it onto a cryptocurrency exchange, send them an email and ask them questions. Hey, I've been thinking about putting my money on your platform for a while. What if I lose it? What if you lose it? What if something happens? What if I lose my password? At, ask as like They're holding your money. Ask them as many questions as you can until you become comfortable. People always get afraid of asking questions. Like You would rather not send Coinbase or Kraken or Binance an email to ask them every single question you have, but you would put it onto a new platform that that came out six and a half weeks ago, and you would trust them with $47,000 of your money? How many people lost all their money in all these other protocols? And these are only three of them. Celsius, Babel, and Vald, which I've never even said that word on this channel until today. Remember like the eight other platforms that disappeared and people lost like $45 million overnight? Why why the ease of jumping into something that's brand new when you have a huge chance of losing your money? I, it, does, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. In June, 119,000 Bitcoin were moved off of exchanges. In July, it was 96,000. And in August, it was 65,000 Bitcoin moved off of exchanges. It's, it's very fascinating to see all of this really unfold uh, especially as prices where they currently are. You know, we are still not at a a $70,000 Bitcoin again. We are still not at a $5,000 Ether. But there's also, the way that they're doing this with prices is incredible. The, the, the amount of Ether that we see getting taken off of exchanges is also quite high. And also even subsequently, the amount of Ether being put onto exchanges, but locked up in the Ethereum 2.0 uh, contract platform protocol has also skyrocketed as well. The amount of Bitcoin on exchanges continues to drop, but this is kind of happening in a lot of different markets. This is happening, we'll move on from this point, but there are a lot of other markets that I'm in where I see like the supply of things rapidly dropping while prices kind of drop or stay the same as well without people realizing that like there's not a lot left for them, but we've gone over that before. I told you all of this. None of you, 0% of people, do not complain in 10 years if... We see a half a million dollar Bitcoin or a so-and-so X for Ethereum or so-and-so price for XRP or Litecoin or any other coin and being like, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't understand how few there were. No, no. You, you, you have no one to complain to in the future. How many times? Remember that? Remember a while ago when I was telling you like literally like every other day and I was like, another company just bought $1.4 billion worth of Bitcoin and people were like, pfft. It's not a Bitcoin ETF, though. It means nothing. Okay, well, we'll see exactly what it means in a couple of years when you have no Bitcoin to buy. That's the Bitcoin holders are taking off their crypto from exchanges like never before, according to Arcane Research News. And yeah, 
Let's move on. Also in the news, up until now, American financial institutions that wanted to conduct both crypto transactions and traditional banking services have had to pick a lane because we live in the 1920s. But that soon may change. What? The Federal Reserve released formal guidelines the other day to oversee the process by which institutions offering new types of financial products or with novel charters could also be granted master accounts, a key financial status that allows for direct payments with and access to the Fed. All federally chartered banks possess a master account. The Fed's 49-page final guidance mentions the word cryptocurrency only once. When discussing the sort of novel institutions that may seek master accounts under those guidelines, but the subtext of today's announcement is inextricably linked to the crypto industry. So it appears that at some point relatively in the near future, I'm going to give it about two or three years because, you know, everything around the world is slow. Um, the Federal Reserve may start granting master accounts to a number of institutions who enter the space who are trying to not only uh, do banking services, but also be cryptocurrency exchanges. And for some reason, it's taken about seven, eight, nine years to get all that paperwork done. But we finally gotten to the point, talking really fast. We finally gotten to the point where... Uh, that may all soon be changing. I doubt that it's going to do any major changes because the Fed takes forever to do anything. They're also currently dealing with something, what's it called? Inflation. Yes, everything's very expensive now, so I assume they have stuff to deal with. Um, gonna throw it out there. Don't know why it takes forever to do things or why simply like, remember even, what was it, last year? No, the year before that as well. Well, there were a number of crypto exchanges uh, who were trying to get banking charters, and I'm sure most of them still don't have it. Like, it doesn't take years to actually do these things. It's meant to slow down progress or the progression of the cryptocurrency space, but we're still doing fine regardless of what anyone keeps trying to do to us. So the idea of these things potentially merging or having more regulations or having us be a more... Uh, institutionalized space excites a lot of people, new money in the space, dollar dollar bills yard. That's the uh, Federal Reserve is thinking of doing something. And news. Yeah. Let's move on. Also in the news, Atlanta, Georgia-based investment management giant, Invesco, that is a little on the nose, is unveiling an equity fund focused on the metaverse. According to a report by UK publication CityWire, the report says that Invesco is setting up a fund that will invest in metaverse-focused firms ranging in size from small cap to large cap, just say ranging from small to large. The firms in the immersive virtual world sector that Invesco is targeting are bands based in the U.S., Europe and Asia. Quoting Invesco fund manager Tony Roberts, the report says that the metaverse sector could be valued at $1.65 trillion by 2030. So the news is another gigantic company has announced that they're entering the cryptocurrency space. They have not said how much money they're going to be putting into it, but they themselves, I think, uh, are, what's the word? Uh, they manage $1.65 trillion. No, wait, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was right. Hundred thousand million billion trillion. Yeah, they 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 manage one point six trillion dollars already. 
No word on how big this is going to be. I assume it'll be several hundred million because it always ends up being the exact same number. People won't pay attention to it. Sometime in the future, the market ends up going completely insane. Metaverse is doing great. NFTs are doing great. People go, well, I, don't, I don't get it. They, why, why are they doing so great now? It's because we've heard about 118 different firms who are doing the exact same thing, who are also throwing millions of dollars into the sector. It's going to succeed at this point. I, let's, I go over news every single day. Every single day, there's news about either a luxury brand. Don't forget about the 12 luxury brands who are also making metaverses and or linking metaverses and or dealing or making NFTs as well. And then you have the other hedge funds and you have the other bank. Don't forget the banks who are also talking about getting into the metaverse as well. Like this thing is going to be a thing. It's just a matter of time. It's just the the unnatural, I don't know, progression of, of the internet. We're kind of being forced into this area, but once people start using it and it looks pretty, everyone's going to be on the metaverse anyway. So yeah, this is another company who has announced their uh, foray, fancy word, into the uh, NFT metaverse space by giving funding to different companies. News, because it keeps happening. And this is the time like when it normally happens. Like You won't hear this news during bull runs because it happens during bear markets. They do it when the markets are down, when they can get in a lot cheaper. And that's just how money works. That's the Invesco putting money into Metaverso news O's. And yeah, uh, let's move on. Rightio, I do hope that you've all enjoyed. I do hope that you all are having a great day, a great morning, a great afternoon, a great evening. <laughs> All those people got off the bus. Wherever you are, wherever, whoa, and they got right back on. Wherever you are, wherever you might be, I do hope it's absolutely fantastic. Thank you all once again for watching, listening, liking, commenting, and or supporting. And I will most certainly be talking to you all soon. See you.